the internet, and welcome to season 169, episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness. It's Tuesday, January 26, 2021. My name is Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. You are my Zeit gang, my only Zeit gang. That's why I sing you this, a.k.a. I'm Jack O'Brien, and Miles is here too, talking about the news of the day, courtesy of Rob Cunningham, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray! It's something so impeachable, but in the end is right. I hope you do the time of your life in prison. A shout out to Future Hog on the Discord for that wonderful Green Day inspired AKA. Um, just a quick fact when I was graduating eighth grade, there was a big argument in my class of what the, the class song should be. And so many people wanted it to be time of your life oh, at yeah. the time. And somehow, and I'm not going to say names, but you know who you are, Megan. You. Somehow did you lobbied all these other people and got it to be eagle-eyed cherry save tonight? Somehow tonight. you were working against the momentum of culture. Wow. It should have been fucking great, but whatever. Eagle-eyed cherry. Yeah, I mean, it was so weird for a bunch of like horny fourteen-year-olds to sing that in a <laughs> church when they're graduating eighth grade. Wow. Uh, well, Miles, <laughs> we are thrilled to be joined. Uh, once again, by one of the very faces on Mount Zeitmore, he is the hilarious, is. the talented Ify Wadiway. It's been a long time. I should have left you, left oh, you shit. without a dope pod to step to, step to, step to, step to, step, step to, step to. Freaky, freaky. What would you do to get <laughs> Ify? What would you say to have it fade? Would you give up or try again? If I hesitate to pot again, now would you be yourself or play a role? Tell all the boys or keep it low. If I say no, would you turn away or play me off or would you stay? Oh, oh. What's Woo! good, y'all? What's good? Bringing the heat as always, uh, little Aaliyah. It's good to see you yeah. again, man. Where, yeah. where have you been? What, what have you been up oh, to? Oh man, I've been knee deep in uh, lots of just gaming and 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 nonsense. So all last year, the reason it was so hard to get a hold of me was I was hosting uh, a show for TBS called Super Punch, and it was like a basically a video game clip show, and that just dominated my life. And I was getting the ins and outs of esports. I was already a big fan of esports, but you're meeting like all these esports stars, and then meeting like athletes because that's who. Turner has access to um and it was just a real fun romp but now I'm back um I'm I, you know I'm still streaming uh, some of the like gangs in the stream still making coffee and boy do I have coffee updates for y'all because mm. I because I, I think you know I'm, I'm I've 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 kind of leveled up to one of the generals of the coffee Zeit gang I think I've, oh, I've leveled up I'm one of the generals uh maybe even a captain uh wow. shout out to timeless coffee uh, who, yeah. who has been holding me down? Open. Shout out to uh, Man Lab Coffee in LA, who is partnered with your boy. Shout out to Deadstock up in Portland, because them the homies too. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Whenever that, that whenever they hit me up, I'm like, hey man, let me get that bag. I fight with Her Majesty <laughs> over those bags of Timeless so Coffee because I'm like, they're for me. <laughs> oh yeah. They don't listen to your podcast, and she's like, yeah. you don't even know how to make the coffee. I'm oh. like, but I'm learning. But oh, yeah, yeah, right now I'm drinking a bunch of chicory coffee. 
Like Ooh, I got a can of that Cafe yeah. Dumont After my mix own heart. Uh, I just hit know? that real, you know, yeah. heaping ta- mm. tablespoon mm-hmm. real quick, ice it, and it's a wonder. I'm like a blue bottle again. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, chicory is... They there's a at Stumptown they have that like New Orleans rocket fuel or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, that's shit. like iced coffee with a bunch of chicory. It's real. Oh, I probably should yeah. just cold brew this shit you know, overnight. Do my own remixes with the chicory because I think that's the stage I'm at now. You know, I've oh, been wow. getting all the single origin. I've been get so so. I the, the biggest update I have is I have a a, a barzada now. Uh, that's the grinder I have, a Barzada. Wow. All the coffee heads know what I'm talking about. The Virtuoso too. I was like, let me get the most elite. And this is I'm crazy sorry, because the what? before, um, before, you know, I have a Krups burr and you kind of like turn it to like the cups that you kind of want and the grind mm-hmm. setting. And with this one, you pick the time, like, like how long you want it to grind. And so I had to do that math and 15 seconds is about enough for uh, 13 grand, 30 grams. So wow. and that's what I typically brew at 30 grams. I do a, a one fifteen or one sixteen ratio. Uh, so and, do you have and, a digital scale right now? Oh, I got it? the digi <laughs> scale. I got the digi scale with the timer, with the Kimmix, wow. using the Kimmix, uh, filters. I, I, Bounce between the Kimmix and the V60s, but I just got the Kimmix filters for the first time because the first time they weren't in stock, and now I'm not turning back. I got the oh Kimmix filters doing it. Do I do centripore? Sometimes I'll do the waves, and now I got a zigzag pour that I learned from the homie. So, you know, I'm out here. I'm out here. Yeah. You've gone you've gone like big that. in the yeah. coffee game. What uh so you've the the world of esports is kind of one that's exploding, but that uh Miles and I don't spend a ton of show time on uh, yeah. super producer <laughs> DJ Daniel is a esports uh, commentator as well. But like mm-hmm. what in getting to know uh, the the sport and you said that you you also like got to work with athletes who weren't e- esports athletes. Yeah. Like what what was the main difference you noticed between like an esport athlete and I've- uh definitely the houses uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> <laughs> like like an esports athlete will be making like hundreds of thousands of dollars and still be in like a cramped apartment <laughs> like they don't care whereas like you get an nfl player and you're like damn you know <laughs> and even though like there still is a huge pay disparity you would think that you know an esports uh person was like let me get a little more room it's like no like the first time i saw someone with a nice house it was um it was the the guy who created Phase, which means, and that man probably has so much more money, you know, like like he he created one of the now biggest you know esports uh you know org, orgs out, but uh but I will say the flip is like the gear was more swagged out for the esports because now and I was talking about that too, whereas like early you know early esports like the money was there but there was no interest in like. Like you were just still a like guy who played computer, and then with like your your hundred thieves and phase guys coming in, now you have these esports wearing like off white. Like I <laughs> I remember the difference between one year of TwitchCon, one year I went to TwitchCon, the most dripped out dude there, very obviously like you'd know who if he was in the crowd, and then <laughs> next year sneakers galore it was like nice. i was like oh okay we i'm talking about off-white prestos talking about like all the hot drops that year they copped and i was like okay this is who i'm losing to all right 
Uh, all right. If you were going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment, first, we're going to tell our listeners a couple of the things we're talking about. Um, we're going to talk about just where we're at with the impeachment and the reckoning with the, the raid on the Capitol. Uh, we're going to talk about what what's going on with some of the Trump supporters and just GOP now that they, I don't know, that, that they can just come out in the open and say say how they feel uh we'll talk about kyle rittenhouse he's uh living his just best doing life the most yeah living his it. best life we'll talk about COVID as a case study for climate change uh, all of that plenty more but first if we like to ask our guest what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are Ooh, um i feel like search history is <laughs> I'm trying to think of which thing from my search history, because uh, I think um, I think it definitely is the uh, I've been searching a lot of horny reactions because I don't know if y'all know this, but there's a new Resident Evil coming out and it's called Resident Evil Village. And one of these main bads they keep showing is this large vampire woman with big breasts looking thicker than a snicker in a Sunday church hat. She looks delicious. She looks amazing. And so almost every day I've posted something thirsty about that fictional woman. Like almost every day I've had something to talk about mm-hmm. and she looks good. And then we're getting to the stage of gaming where people are cosplaying this woman. I was like, Oh no, I'm in danger. I'm in danger. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be recklessly sliding into DMS. <laughs> What's the character called? I mean, I've been calling her Tall Vampire Lady, but she does have a name. Uh, they they released it. Oh, here it. Oh, I would uh, Lady say less. Dimistry Google said Tall Vampire Lady. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. This is, she's going by you know Tall Vampire Lady to the masses, but her in-game name is Lady Dimitrescu. Wow. Oh. Uh, is, when I do Tall, uh, the one of the first. Tall space vampire lady is like one of the first auto completes. Oh yeah, people are. And that ready. might just be because Google knows that that's the sort of shit that I Google. But yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, they're like, we know what you like. No, no need to search. Tall plus anything. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. What is what is something you think is underrated? If you underrated, oh, I got so many underrated, but I think what I'm gonna give it to right now is gonna be Apple Fitness Plus. I don't think people realize how much the app rocks because it's pretty much been the answer to um it's been it's been the answer the uh basically their answer to peloton it's it's been crazy what, uh, what can you it? explain it to me it's not yeah, just yeah. the rings on the watch yeah because i well i saw that on my apple tv and i was like get the fuck off my screen ring watch <laughs> like so Apple Fitness Plus is, I can't wait to talk to you about this because I, I, it was something that came up that I was like, whatever, this is so silly. But it's pretty much Apple's answer to Peloton where it connects to your Apple TV, like Miles says. And what it right. does is it's all these guided workouts, but it also connects to your Apple Watch. So it's giving you like your current heart rate and like telling you like you get to close those rings and every there's like, and it's like matched up to Apple music playlist. So for me, it's always like, all right, I'm gonna get the hip hop joints. Like, and, and right. so the wow. playlists are pretty, pretty cool. And so I have like, you can see this bike behind me, uh, you know, listeners, there's a air bike behind me. And so I was like, I was riding it for a bit 
And I was like, this is this is cool. Like, I always thought, like, oh, I could write and watch TV, but it just gets kind of boring. Mm. So I was like, let me try this Apple Fitness Plus and see where it's, you know, what it's at. And it was like, I was like, okay, I, I, I get what the soul cycle's all about. Like, when you got someone, like, gassing you up while you're going and, like, kind of, yeah. like, egging you on. And then also, like, seeing your stats, because what it does is it connects to everyone who who's doing it. And based on your heart rate, let you know if you're like where you stand. And so my competitive nature comes out because it's like, you're ahead of the pack. I'm like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so, so that so that was fun. And I was hyped about that. I was talking about it because that was the only one I did was the biking. But then I was like, all right, um, let me try some of the like core stuff. And so they have like the core and the yoga stuff. And so after doing it yesterday where I bounced around from the bike to the core to the yoga, I was like, yo, this is, and I'm drenched in sweat, by the way. I was like, okay, this is how I know a lot of people, especially all my, the meathead fam who, you know, see me do the fitness stuff. They've been asking like, oh man, what's a way, you know, I'm stuck at the house. Can right. I get it in? If you have an Apple watch and an Apple TV or just an Apple watch, cause it could connect to your phone, but the Apple TV, it definitely is going to be, you know, more convenient, but you can also you know, put your phone, you know, you know, if Cast you, 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 know, you know, we got airplay, we know how to do but all it, that. Yeah. But I will say it is like a solid workout. And like the, cause you know, I'm one of those weird people who like to gauge my workouts with how sweaty I am after. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this is one of the good ones. So I was real, I was real surprised at how good it is. And I've, I got to tell you, man, when you get that personal trainer being like, you can't do this. You, you do. And they're looking like straight down the barrel into your eyes. You're like, shit. Okay. Yeah. So that's been my new jam. So the thing you're describing, if he sounds like it would be super effective and something that I would love to have organizing my life, it also sounds like a Black Mirror episode. I don't know exactly how it turned. Like, for instance, I found myself one like changing my behavior definitely for the better usually when it's like okay i need to close my rings and yeah i can go on a walk with my kids instead of you know do do like pushing them on the swings or something mm -hmm. like that um so it's usually like pretty benign like that but i i don't know it, it does seem like that is it's gamifying daily life and putting a uh you know a heads-up display over daily life in a way that feels definitely like the future uh but also like it could be it could be weird it could be manipulated in uh unhealthy ways i'm sure yeah oh yeah no it it, it definitely will we just don't know how yet but it definitely <laughs> exactly. like Fuck. like there's gonna be a way it can be bent to to fuel something that is uh yeah. that is uh evil oh, it's a sure. slow progress like with apple because at first it's like wait they're they're making what now Oh, they're making what now? They're well, they're making content now. They're making food now. Like that's really the next. That's well, like the next level when you start seeing it is like, will they start nourishing us literally? Because they're I'm, almost providing all this other stuff. I'm so sure about it. And Miles, you probably know this the same way because I feel like we were on the same sites growing up. But I think my confidence in giving myself to these tech overlords is the fact that every drop of tech person has there is someone out there hacking it so if it gets to the point <laughs> right. where it's like oh i don't want these motherfuckers to have anything i will go to so, like some dark corner of the internet and they will unplug me and i will still have the power i'm right, ready right. to go ghost in the shell and i'm ready to go to whatever shady corner of the internet's gonna be like you ready to unplug chief <laughs> yeah. like, <I'm> <laughs> <in> daddy. <laughs> off grid yeah it's uh, it's wild yeah 
All right. And what is something you think is overrated? If Overrated is, is a spicy take because I think it's something that's done with, uh, with good intention, but I think that overall it is unhealthy usually to the person doing it and just in general, which is, uh, I think, you know, people are miserable right now. We're stuck inside and in the back of our heads, we all are thinking the same thing. If everyone gets their shit together and wear the wear our mask and stay inside we'll finally get out of this but there's been this like connection of that idea with like being able to like try and like divorce yourself from that idea the idea that it's like i personally want to be out of this that's 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 the drive and to make it seem like oh no i'm a hero uh by staying inside and so i'm going to shame as, as as much I'm going to spend all day talking about it. I'm going to spend all day saying how people are inside and they're so dumb and they're so silly, but also I'm still going to order from Postmates. Also, I'm still going to have Instacart. Also, I'm still going to actively fuel the system that forces people to put their lives at risk to get my dumb shit while yelling at people for being outside and not understanding that the human psychology of someone who maybe is driving those Ubers, doing those Instacarts, stocking, going into those places, doing these high-risk jobs has now made them personally go through a risk assessment of being like, well, if I'm already every day nine to five just to survive, putting myself at risk at COVID, I think I do deserve a night out of somewhere. They they usually find somewhere, even though nothing's open, to do it. And I don't think it's healthy for you to hyper-focus on like the reason that you're stuck inside and maybe, I don't know, pick up a new hobby and stop yelling at people. Because the way that social media is designed anyway, the people you're yelling at ain't even going to see it. Because you've already surrounded right. everyone around you in your social circle to be people who think like you and do shit like you. So stop yelling it and stop clogging up my thirst traps so with 50 story lengths of you yelling <laughs> at the camera mad because people won't stay inside. I'm mad too, but guess what? How, how I'm doing it? I'm signing up to a whole bunch of OnlyFans. Maybe you should do it too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There's, yeah, I, mean, I, I hate yeah. using this argument because I think it's so cheesy, but I think you know, you and Miles will definitely feel this way, which is the simple fact of like seeing people so up in arms about, you know, COVID because it affects them and they have to stay inside and what people need to be doing to get shit right. Da, 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 da. But for the past five, 10 years, they ain't had nothing to say about anything else. But this right. is the one, this is the chance for you to be the hero when it's something that affects you. But I'm, but you know what? And, the, and, and like, that's why it's like, I can't do that. Because because I've already been yelling every day about people getting shot in the street, yelling every day about bad le legislations towards you know LGBTQ people, people of color, Native Americans. Like I've been, I've I've if you go through my tweets, you'll see that that's all I've been yelling about. So I don't have the energy to yell at Jake from you know state state, state farm. or farm. Yeah, yeah. State, <laughs> I, I meant to say state or brothers. Y'all did it. Jake from State Farms, uh, like a good neighbor, hopping in all these COVID hotspots to help people with their car insurance. No, I can't. I can't be mad at the person because I just feel like in a weird way. And and I'm sure some weirdo has made a take about this on Twitter that there's there's some level of classism to that where it's like not everybody has the ability to stay at home and wear a mask. And if you don't have that ability and you're already forced to do it for work, then, yeah, you might you might fuck up and do it. And you can say that right. person is selfish, but you're selfish because you're enabling that system. Right. Or at least using your voice to basically say, like, the the, the whole setup's fucked up. It should yeah. be paid to stay your ass at home. 
Exactly. You know, easy as. Because, yeah, like, it's like anything. Somebody who's every day your life's a risk, them doing something additionally risky to people who are like, oh, but what's going on out there? It's like, well, their reality is completely different yes. than yours. Every day they are facing possible infection. And that has become normalized, unfortunately. So other things will seem very normal yeah. to them or things that they aren't willing to give up. Yeah. And I mean, it's like anything. It's like there's so many issues that people talk about, even if, you know, one example is like dog fighting or mm-hmm. cock fighting. When people go, how yeah. could people do that? I don't <laughs> understand. You know, a lot of the times the way people are treating animals is a reflection of how they feel society is valuing their own life, how oh, yeah. they are even being treated. So by extension, fighting animals is no different than what they feel they have to do every day. Oh, yeah. um, and it's like. It, th- we're all seeing these like relative dimensions. Not that I'm saying it's good or bad yeah, or whatever, exactly. but everyone's reality is tinged much differently through the lens of their life experience. And yeah, like I get the, the level of nihilism for people who have to still go to work and be called essential, but not given the dignity of essential work, not being paid in a dignified yeah. way that is going to compound your, your lack of giving a fuck over time. Yeah. So yeah, and some I'm like, yeah, I mean, that's what the exactly. Fuck it is. Like, and I think it really does come from like the difference of like if you've been in the shit, if you've worked, like I've worked two grocery store jobs, and those jobs already are demeaning. If you got to mm. restock milk, you smelling spoiled fucking milk, putting the milk up. The way people talk to those workers, and mm. even right now, people are just disrespecting them. It's people spitting in their face. So, so yeah, yeah, they, they like the way I look at it, and the way I've made it made sense to me is I remember when I would be. I was I was broke and this was around the time when I was like unlawfully uh, arrested. So I was paying bills. I was paying legal fees and I'd have like just a couple of bucks in my check, you know, just a couple of bucks. And I told myself, I was like, so I don't drive myself crazy. I have to spend this last piece of money, even though it's my last money. I have to do something for me something fun for me because everyone else is taken from me. I should at least have something for me. And I, and I, and I think back to that time and go, that's probably how these people are thinking where it's like, I'm putting my life online to serve somebody else a cheeseburger to serve somebody else groceries. I'll just, so I should do something for me. And you can say that's selfish all you want, but you're not in that position. You're, you're selfish because you don't want to even explore the empathy to be in that position and the fact that you can look at that and not put yourself in that position means that you've never been in that position which means you don't have a right to talk in my opinion you don't have a right to talk about that it's the same Mm. way people are like you don't get to enter the tipping discussion if you haven't worked the food service industry if you ain't been in there if you ain't had a shit paying job that you needed to survive and you were dealing with bullshit people you don't get to have an opinion on like why this person might think oh i'm also gonna try and hit this club like you just don't because yeah. you don't you will never and, understand yeah. and you ain't trying to understand and eating handfuls of disrespect with a smile <sighs> on your face you imagine know I mean? That's- imagine working a year being told that you're forced to take this shitty job forced to be put at risk for this deadly virus and then within a year they're like you don't deserve $15 right you don't deserve yeah, that get the fuck what? out of for here for flipping like, burgers Meanwhile, people are lining up around the block for those burgers but you're like for flipping burgers you want to be paid a living wage I think people don't get that minimum wage that there is a silent to live. That is yeah. the minimum wage to live. Yeah. And people think, no, it, oh, that's that's minimum wage is like the cheap. No, it is minimum wage to live because mm. the idea is that if you have a job, you should survive. And somewhere along the nah, way. No, 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 no. That's, that's what you got it wrong. And it's the that's same thing, that's right? the minimum amount I'm willing to pay y'all. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
that's, you know, that's I'm trying to pay the think. minimum. That's really where it is. And that's what like the, all of the arguments against raising minimum wage are essentially can be boiled down to someone saying, no, 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 I, this has to be the lowest I can pay someone and get away with it. Yeah. Right. That has to be it. If anything else is is too level of a playing field and I can't exploit the labor in a manner that's highly profitable for me anymore. Yeah. Uh but yeah, it's yeah, it's tough. It's 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 super is it's super just sad to see because right. like you see people and I and I would see this too when I, you know, worked, you know, regular nine to five, is people there are some people that for some reason the only way they the way they look at it, they understand that there's a hierarchy and they just want to be above someone else. That's why you mm-hmm. keep seeing this argument from people being like making as much as me, bro. If you telling me that that I can flip burgers and make more than this high skilled job, guess what I'm going to do, bro? And that's what you should do. You right. that maybe yeah. that's why you're not getting paid as much because you can't figure that out. You know, like people burn you out, exploiting your labor. You're like, but I got to do all this other shit to make this little money. It's like, well, yeah. then advocate for yourself yeah, uh, or your industry or something. But don't just start getting mad at other people. But yeah, yeah don't don't look down. Look up. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. The one the one group, though, that could really fucking do one and eat a pile of shit are the people who have that mentality of going out. Who yeah. are like not because I'm I'm filled oh, with just yeah. existential oh. dread. It's the I'm too rich. To get yeah. sick, oh, because those motherfuckers oh, they, they can they can fuck they can off. eat a whole day. They're everywhere. They're oh fucking every. That's what L.A. is. Is a bunch. So many people who think literally. I'm looking at them. I'm like, oh yeah. I'm pretty sure you think because you at least have these class markers of having oh. some kind of wealth that that's the reason you're mask off like running through this place or insisting on trying to eat out in these like other parts of the county where you can get away with it. Like, come the fuck on. Yeah. Let's go to a break, because when we come back, we're going to talk about the rise of authoritarianism. But I, I agree that a lot of what we're going through as a country, uh, whether it's, you know, punching down in social media uh, or, you know, what, the rise of authoritarianism is goes back to inequality and our inability to uh, reckon with that. Uh, but let's take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back, you know, as we're as we're talking about inequality and people sublimating the the anger and frustration they feel due to inequality uh, into, you know, shit posting against other people, uh, other individuals who are just, you know, trying to live their lives. Uh, I do want to talk about authoritarianism uh, as we're as we're heading into Trump impeachment, too, uh, because um, impeach harder, I, impeach harder. Yeah. Uh, I feel like the stakes seem low because the media is trying to figure out how they move forward in a post Trump world. And we're all, we already had a Trump impeachment. We're all getting used to a new normal where he doesn't have a direct, uh, wire into our brains. Uh, and then, you know, trying to focus on, on all the work that's left to do. But I also think we're just bad at accounting for the future as a species and Trump, the consequences of letting Trump and letting the right, you know, get away with like their attempt to overthrow the government uh, and install an authoritarian government. 
the consequences of that are probably four years off in the future. Um, and so we're like, no, let's, you know, it just doesn't, it doesn't seem like it's getting the same oxygen that it has in the past. And, you know, if Trump is let off by the Republicans and just generally given a let's move forward, unified free pass from the establishment, I think we're going to see a lot more similar violent attempts on government going forward and just in general behind the bastards robert evans and prop uh, are doing a mini series on basic basically historical corollaries for what happened at the capitol like past both successful and unsuccessful uh fascist takeovers of governments and uh they just did the munich beer hall putched and the lessons from that era are super super clear um, the justice system was far more lenient towards right-wing violence than left-wing violence, uh, which there, there's been a bunch of studies finding that like during Black Lives Matter protests all the way, yeah. like any protest through the past couple of years, it's been, I think, f- the, the police have been four times as likely to use and violence three, yeah, against left-wing four. protests, even just holding like let's say that no property damage happened at the thing. They're four times as likely to use violence. They let Hitler off the hook because they had a conservative judiciary, which uh, also there's some similarities there. Uh, Nobody took him serious because when he first tried to overthrow the government, uh, it was, he did it with a bunch of drunk assholes and uh, it just didn't look very well coordinated. But I think the main thing that we're missing is that authoritarianism is inherently seductive to a populace that is suffering. And we have a populace that is suffering from neglect and inequality. And, you know, that is where this is coming from. I think a lot of the national discourse around this is like, but this isn't America. America is an authoritarianism state. It's a, you know, it's a place where we, protect people's rights and i think that's vastly underestimating the how attractive authoritarianism is i mean 70 million people just voted for an authoritarian after witnessing you know his shortcomings as a leader and then people are unhappy and being truthfully screwed over by the system uh someone who comes in and says i alone can fix it is going to be way more popular than someone who comes in and says we must work within the system that is fucking you over. Um, so I just, I think we're at a very dangerous place and there are these like kind of victories that we're letting kind of make us feel good and it's okay to feel better about the situation, but we're, we're also in a very dangerous place where, you know, 70 million people just voted for authoritarianism. Uh, a 40% of the American populace, Uh, is in favor of authoritarian solutions to our current problems. And neither side is pointing to the real problem, which is inequality. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, everything's, everything is ill-equipped to deal with the problem. You know, the people who work in off, who are in office, they're too entrenched in the class of people who have to give up their elite status or give up their money to make things work. So they are completely incapable of it it's like being like yo rip your body up in pieces like my own body well let's figure out how to legislate the ripping up of my body though i'm like no 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 y'all literally have to start 
uh, coming up off your cash. That's right. literally what has to happen. That's it's that easy. It's actually that easy. You have to start coming up off. You need to run your fucking money. That's all it is. But they can't do that. Same with the media. The media is to, is in the same same group of people, and also they're so white that they cannot actually have a sober analysis of white supremacy in the country so they treat it like oh wow that was that got ugly in charlottesville oh yeah. wow these proud they're getting a little rowdy aren't they that's this some someone needs to do something it's because they don't understand the threat of white supremacy as clearly as other people do so yeah. it's like it's treated like this casual thing because if for certain people, it's like you know we were saying this in the summer too white people have to check each other you know, that's what has to happen. That's how it works, because brown, a brown person telling a white person, hey, that's racist, isn't just shut off time. No, nope, not yeah. hearing it. You're angry. But it, when a white person comes to another white person and tries to be like this, this is look, you could, this is what it is. OK, yeah. or you need to fucking run your shit. That has a much deeper effect. And because we just how much trouble white people have had talking about the uncomfortable parts about how they might benefit from white supremacy or what white grievance politics are. When you have a media class that's this in the same place, they're never going to actually deal with it the right way. So it the, the gets all this momentum suddenly. And then they're like, whoa, they showed up at the Capitol. It's like, well, what the fuck were you? It's because yeah. I don't take it seriously because you don't see it the same way. Uh, well, it's it, it's it's it brings me back to when there was that argument going on online of like giving space to like the black people speaking out and giving space. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're going to pump the brakes on this because there are people who, as soon as they see a black person speaking on this, it's white noise. It's like, we can't do this. Like we, and that's, and that's a whole sidebar about like people wanting the clout <laughs> and commodification of wokeness that, 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 that was fueling that. I think what it really does come through is it's not a, it's not a like one, we're not, we can't wait around for the MLKs and Martin Luther Kings because, uh, I mean, the MLKs and Martin, <laughs> that's the same person, <laughs> the Malcolm X's and the Martin Luther Kings because the, Mal the, the, the only reason Martin Luther King worked because there was Malcolm X because they wanted to choose the more docile civil rights leader to do it. I think it's, it, I think, you know, that's something that I think is missed on a lot of people. I think people thought that these are just two civil rights leaders that existed in the vacuum, but it was a coincidental problem that happened, which is you had a militant Malcolm X who was like, all right, we're going to get this freedom. Like we're not asking, we're going to take it. And then you have, I have a dream and white America was forced to make a choice because they're like, either we get these, <laughs> we either get militant black people or the, or black people who, who want, justice through peace and in the end both of them are still dead right. so right so and, and i think that's what we're uh, with now it's going to be a joint effort because we are past the point of them listening listening to anybody but their own and i think that it's very dangerous that th what happened at the capitol because i firmly believe that if black lives matter stormed the capitol it would have been a very bloody day <laughs> it would have been shots fired and and, you know, normally I'd be like, you know, normally because there are a few people who are saying, like, I don't think that, like, there was a thing going around where it was like, no, we're just saying that we want, you know, black people to have the same leniency. But I think in that case it was different because without busting caps and all of them, <laughs> you sent a message that was very clear that if you're white, you have, you have the right to storm the Capitol. And they had a choice. 
They had a choice. That's what happens because that is an act of war on America's freedoms. It, 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 if, if it was the other way around, that's how it would have been built. But it wasn't. What it was built at was, was a protest where people armed people rushed a governmental building and were let in by the Capitol Police. Not then not enough people are talking about that, that they were let in. They didn't even storm it. And 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 we're and by not like putting these people under the jail, which I don't think is going to happen. I think we're going through the song and dance of put, taking them to court, sit them in there. I mean, just the other day, there was an article talking about the saying the police were saying that we should be worried about them trying to charge all these people because they might flood the courtrooms while just, just a few months ago we had overcrowding in prisons and they're still trying to put black and brown people in there. So now we're worried about flooding courtrooms when it's white. Like it's so clear. Think of the courtrooms. Yeah, I know. It's so clear now that it's like, at this point I have to believe that you just try not to see it. Like you're trying not to see it because you can literally take every case and put it up against a black and brown case and see the different way it's handled. And, and it's not going to stop unless something is done about it. You people will storm more government buildings if there aren't consequences for it. And, and that's just the facts of the matter. And they know that. Because they want black people to stop protesting. So what do they do? They call out the National Guard. They bring out the tear gas. They bring out riot gear. Like uh, it's, It can't be more clear than this. And, and honestly, I, w- I won't even pretend as if this white supremacy took our country if it happens because it was given to them. There was yeah, no, absolutely. there was no pushback whatsoever. It's just been letting it happen. And it just makes me so angry that I can't think about it because you have to sit here and realize you live in a country where the government would rather appease white supremacists than make over half of their country feel safe. Right. One of the details from the Munich thing just that jumped out to prop and everybody who listened to the episode is that when Hitler, so the Munich Beer Hall pushed was like Hitler's first attempt to take over. It was unsuccessful. Uh, but uh, like when he tried to do it, the police were, it was like there weren't a lot of police there, even though there was plenty of evidence that this was coming. Uh, it, it It's just exactly, it, it reminded me so much of it. And the reason like theirs was even more understandable because they were doing it at a fucking bar in Munich, which isn't even the seat of government. They weren't doing it right. at fucking congress yeah. um yeah and it's never going to be the cops that are going to suddenly it's not like a movie where they suddenly the police officers take their badges off and they're like we're sorry mr president we answer to someone else it's that the, their function right. within a coup like that this is just step aside that's right that's all it is that's how that's how it works is like okay we'll no longer enforce the law um just don't you know and then you can actually be the perpetrators of this let it happen and then We'll go back to business. Take selfies. But yeah, it's, yeah, it's true. It, it, it really, we really are at a crossroads. That's why, like, these midterms are going to be so telling. And what these, what these first few months in office look like, like what is done to deal, uh, to address the inequality. Because yeah. yeah, man, like when you're hungry and somebody tell you they can get you something to eat, you're gonna be like, okay, cool. Where, right? Well, where? That's that's my one worry too is coming off this is because we're gonna start to see a little bit of uh, I believe we're gonna see some political fatigue here where people feel like they got this win with Biden and I think we're gonna have a lot of people check out of politics especially 
with with in hand the way the media is kind of covering everything like they're you know when when it was trump it was very sensationalized it was it was it was quote unquote fun to show all of the things wrong that's going on and i believe we're gonna see the media try and like portray it as if everything's back to normal because biden's in charge and we're gonna stop talking about the insurrection that was attempted we're going to stop covering all these cases and, and and suddenly all of these people who are not being charged or the charges are being dropped or we're, we're not going to see any of those news stories come out those are just going to fly under the radar much like right. when they tried to let the person who stole a politician's laptop and try to sell it in russia literally treason and the and we're just like oh and that's and, and and I think that's what makes me mad too is like these like America number one USA freedom uh, fanboys see someone do that and they're just like huh I was like right. oh so you don't believe in anything you just believe in white supremacy and to you when Trump right. was in office America was white supremacy and that's why America was number one and now that Trump's not in office America's no longer number one and it's whatever your little cult wants to claim is. The real America, and honestly, I'm—I yeah. gotta say—that's the one thing they do get right. White white supremacy is the real America. That's what it was built off of, and he and but and, and that's what Donald Trump was trying to bring back. I think you know this whole "this isn't the America I know" bullshit. Yeah. This is the America. Is that's America the one thing ignored. they are a hundred percent right about. Is they're trying to bring back the white supremacist ideals that this country was built off of how we got redlining how we got segregation how we got slavery all of that is white supremacy so don't worry about saving america or going back to normalcy you need to be looking forward you need to stop being so afraid of the left and stop letting these capitalistic ideas that people are selling you keep you afraid of thinking of a better america because you'll never right. get back anything because everything that you thought you had was a lie all right, let's uh, yep. <laughs> take a quick break. <laughs> yep, that's all right. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. And we're back. Uh, and speaking of white supremacy, uh, I wanted to talk about Q and Kyle Rittenhouse real quick. There's a couple... Uh, Stories involving, well, let's start with Q. So uh, the Texas uh, State Republican Party is, uh, Miles, you said going through a bit of a rebrand? Yes. <laughs> I mean, I said mask off with a Q instead of a K <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was really clever. This like shit that. is, yo, the, <laughs> we just put out a fucking social graphic that says, TexasGOP.org, we are the storm. The storm being referenced to the big fucking climax of the conspiracy Q promise, but never came. Um, mm -hmm. So now they are pivoting off of that to turn into themselves being like, we're the Q party. Uh, the head of the Texas GOP basically says, oh, he's like, oh, you guys got it all wrong. This talk about QAnon, QAnon dog whistles is BS. This is just a quote from my favorite QAnon T-shirt. Uh, mm -hmm. apparently this is from a quote that he, the, the head of the party says is very generic. And the quote is the devil whispers to the warrior slyly. Can it withstand the coming storm? The warrior responds, I am the storm. Uh, okay. I think that's more, uh, breaking bad. Um, I am the danger, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but it's that's also fine. very clearly like 
you know, saying the same thing that like it's yeah, no, leaving the all this reality say, in place. Yeah. Just like if you're saying, just like we've all been saying, no bot, none of the things Republicans say is real. It's all bullshit. They know what the fuck they're doing when they go, I don't know. That's a Q. No, that's nothing to do with QAnon. You know what the fuck you're doing. You oh, have yeah. a bunch of disappointed QAnon people who are confused, not knowing what to do with all this energy. Uh, right, Other alt-right people are trying to siphon them off to bring them into the ranks of their movements. This is you just saying, okay, well, hold on. I th- Oh, I know what this is. Let me just give these lost, confused people an organizational life raft to cling to in this sort of uncertain time. So if I come out with the Q-friendly messaging, they know, mm-hmm. Bobby Digital, you can fucking go over there and they're serving up the same shit. Or at least, we're, you know, we, look, we're not going to say this shit, but we know what the fuck we're talking about because I said it. Um, and that's all it is. Oh, yeah. Well, this is totally on track for what I was saying, which is, you know, as we saw when Biden lost a lot, you, we did see quite a few of people in the Republican Party try and distance themselves from Trumpers and Trumpism. And you saw Ted leaning in. And I know Ted's trying to see if he can scoop up them followers for his inevitable second presidential run. What Ted doesn't know is they will never respect him, bro. This is a whole, even though they are, there's nothing macho about these Trump guys. That is their, like their whole, like conscript, right? Is that they're all about machismo. It's like, you let this dude just destroy your wife and you did not defend her. They will never, And it's so funny to see, like, even someone who's from the outside, I'm looking and I was like, those Trump people will never respect you. They're not going to have your back. Like, literally, all you're doing is mobilizing them for somebody more Trumpian and macho to come scoop them up from you. That's all you're doing. And then you're going to be licking another dude's boots. You're, you you know, like. That's like he's 2002 Ja Rule to 50 Cent. Yeah. It's like, you know, he's about to come through and take all your fans right now. Yeah. That's all you're doing. And, and and if you understood that, you would do the same bullshit that Turtlehead Mitch McConnell punk ass is doing, which is trying to walk this shit back and try and try and get the Republican Party back in the sanity because you because you realize that without Trump, without that figurehead, y'all are just going to lose back to back. Because that was the yeah. only reason y'all got as close as you did is because you had Trump. So now without Trump you and you and without your 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 moderate Republicans, you're only going to take L's, which is why you see all of them trying to denounce Q. And then you have these knuckleheads over here trying to trying double to down. It it's like you're yeah. the, the that's the only thing is like what's the my fear is when those the, the Trump, the Trumpian Q people figure out a way to mobilize without the Republican Party, because right now the Republican Party is about to have a huge schism split trying to figure out what the fuck they're going to do. Because they don't, they don't have a plan, and they really didn't have a plan. But at least Trump was like, "Nah, we going here." You, you know that when you out with friends, and he always going to take you on a burnt mission, but he know where you want to go, right. so y'all just follow him anyway. <laughs> like that's say, Fuck what it. I don't have to was. think of anything. Fuck it, yeah, I don't he have didn't to plan nothing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he didn't know what he was going to do, but he he knew he was going to push forward, and that was the only thing holding the Republican Party together. So now without him, they're just scrambling. Yeah, and like I, I am a little bit concerned that the Republican Party w- will actually start down the path of authoritarianism and and adopting the Q shit they just because to. out of out of uh, desperation, instinct for survival, and you know they've they've always been willing to compromise their beliefs. Like why why would it stop now? So I, I the think whole the shit, yes. McConnell thing, we're fucked. 
the populism <laughs> con- con- conservative intersection is truly that's where they're going to go. They're not going to they can't be like, hey, man, what if we like actually like try to appeal to people's like humanity and tried to win votes based on that? They're not doing that shit is too far gone. That's like yeah. asking Skrillex to make like Baroque chamber music. It's like, I'm not, bro, I'm on the other end of that. I, there's no way I'm turning back now. Um, and that's really what's going to be. Because ba- and the, the scary thing is, too, you look at all the, for all the people who are scratching their head of Latino votes, uh, Latinx support that came out of Texas and stuff for Trump. We're like, what the fuck happened? It's because it's not always about, their, it, it, when it's deracialized and it's more put in this like family values shit. It has a lot more appeal and they're going to get smart because this is what happened in the civil, the civil rights movement. When they took L's out of there, they said, oh, hold up, we need to deracialize our white supremacy talk because if it's too out there, then people know what we're talking about. But the people who know, they fucking know. It's like a hip hop. If somebody said, a Puerto Rico and the, and the car response is, oh, like people just, you know, if you know, yeah. you know, so you don't have to say too much. And this is where, like, you know, women in the like in the civil rights movement, white women were very integral in changing things to be about like school choice or neighborhood safety and these other things that now had broader appeal. But um, at the end of it, at the end of the day, they knew what the fuck they were talking about, and that's the evolution that, I, that is clearly happening because this this power vacuum is ridiculous. Even in Hawaii, the Hawaii GOP. I'm just going to point to one other thing. They tweeted, "We should make it abundantly clear: the people who subscribe to the Q fiction were largely motivated by a sincere and deep love for America. Patriotism and love of country should Jeez, never be ridiculed." Please. The the comms director resigned the next day. It was like uh, <laughs> that was a bit of a mistake. Yeah, but yeah, it's just. You, you can see what they're doing. Like, it's it's desperate. And desperate people with no morals, there's no fuck. There's nothing more dangerous, honestly. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, Thanks. it's what they believe, too. It's what they've always wanted to, you know, be able to say out loud. So, it, yeah, I just think that that is the main, one of the big things that the mainstream media is missing right now is how seductive to these people authoritarianism ism is going to be and how seductive to the Republican party it's going to be. Um, cause they don't really have another option. Um, and, uh, finally Kyle Rittenhouse, uh, finally got like very lightly checked by a judge, uh, yeah. after just being out here, you know, he's been free, uh, since November, uh, off the strength of Mike Lindell's connection to, uh, Lord Jehovah, the the one mm-hmm. on high. Um, he's been out drinking, taking pics with Proud Boys, uh, throwing up the OK, aka white power symbol. Um, his mom's even been selling merch uh, that says Free Kyle, which uh, there, there's actually, I didn't know about this, but Miles, you were saying that this violates the son of Sam laws. Yeah, they have them on the books in Wisconsin, basically saying, like, you can't profit off your crimes. Like, you can't turn your crime into some kind of profit thing. And then they're like, but it's for his legal bills. It's not a profit. Uh, uh, okay. Right. So the money is going to You mean to the legal bills that were taken what care it? of by a GoFundMe? Those, mm. those legal bills? Well, but, but I need more, though. You see, so buy your free Kyle logo padded sports bra in white. For thirty nine ninety nine, it's just it's a it's a ton of nonsense. Also, I didn't realize, you know, he's nineteen, and there are those photos of him drinking with Proud Boys in a bar. I didn't know that in Wisconsin, if you're between eighteen and twenty, you can drink in a bar if you're with your parent. Cool. 
Is yeah. did, have you heard of this law? Yeah, no, else? I only heard of it when I saw those pictures too, and I was like, oh, that's yeah, like a dumb law. It's like, yeah. Look. yeah, but it's a a lot of. I guess it's up to the discretion of like the business owner, but still, I was like, yeah, that's a fucking weird law, huh? Um, yeah. but yeah, like. So essentially, this is when prosecutors were just came to the judge with all this shit on some like, uh, what the fuck is your man's thinking, uh, your honor? Can we figure this out? Because not only is he flaunting his freedom in this really destructive way, but by publicly connecting yourself to Proud Boys, the prosecutors are like, this could easily translate into voter intimidation. You know right. what I mean? Like to say like, oh, I'm gooned up. Yeah. Goon- like, what do you think? Oh, you better fucking think twice. So the judge is like, okay, noted. Uh, and then came out today, said, quote, the defendant shall neither possess nor consume alcoholic beverages. The defendant shall not knowingly have contact with any person or group of persons known to harm, threaten, harass or menace others on the basis of their race beliefs on the subject of religion, color, national origin or gender. No weapons, especially firearms and no contact, including like just certain people that were either victims yeah. or people he was in the case with. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Um, a bit of I, a bit of I modification to his bond agreement. It, I can't think of Kyle Rittenhouse too long because it just makes me scratch my head. Like I still to this day am blown away at just in our lifetime, how many people have taken human life and have been good. And then how many people have been doing a petty crime for something that doesn't affect anyone and are in prison for life. Like it, it really just makes you realize how fuck this just like, here's the thing. Let's just say, let's just say I didn't even want to think about like the racial aspects of it. Facts that are known is that he killed another human being. That alone, usually people are like, put them under the jail and now you're out for free. You know, like, and and it's crazy because it's like, it is true. Like, it's not even like someone can retaliate and be like, oh man, well, you know, I feel at risk. I'm gonna go pop his ass because then the judge could just be like, nah, we're going to put you in prison though. You know, like, like. That, that right. like at some at a certain point we have to realize like oh the justice system is fucked and at a certain point it's like who 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 is above the, like it feels like something like you remember when like a teacher you always had that one teacher who knew they had tenure so they were doing wild shit and you like mm-hmm. damn this seemed like a bad system I feel like that same thing goes for judges like there has to be a system where someone looks into some of these judges calls and be like, well, for a black person, you put them under the jail. And for a white person, you didn't, I think you shouldn't be a judge anymore. That's bad judgment. You know, when this, uh, yeah, 18 year old white young man came in uh, with attempted murder and murder charges, you quote said, bring in the kegs and let's get fucking twisted. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I, Your Honor, I don't. That seems like a very uh, lack of uh, consideration. Yeah, it, it feels like that sometimes. Where you know you can look at someone like Tamir Rice is twelve years old and gets killed by the police, right? And then mm-hmm. you have a G, a little white supremacists that could marching up and down the streets killing people, and we have to sit here and stomach watching this bizarre treatment uh, and be like, you know, for. For certain people, especially people of color and other people who have have their eyes open enough in this country, go, this is so fucked up to see. Yeah. Like, this is just so fucked up. And then on, but it works on other levels. It just make it makes me more uh, nihilistic or, yeah. I mean, not fully blackpilled, but, you know, in a way you're like, it, I why do we need these fucked up exactly. reminders constantly well, in then, our faces you know, being like, this is what it, they it, get away with. This is what like, you cannot do. 
it, it really is like, it, it makes what makes me just scratch my head is it makes the argument for a lot of these progressive causes so much easier, but people still can't sink it in the head. Like, like yeah. people were like, why would you defund the police? Why would you defund the police? And not a couple months later in Florida, we had a judge rule that police have no, no like right, like cause to protect and serve if they're not in custody. Like it was because the parents were obviously trying to sue the cops at Parkland who ran away from the shooter. And, and, and you look and you're like, so, so what are you there for? If, if you're saying that if you're scared, you can run away. If you're scared, you can kill people. Like, it seems like if you're scared, you can do whatever you want. I'm so I'm just waiting on the case where they, you know, fuck a you know sex worker and they're like well i was scared for my life and i was like well because it seems like the get out of jail free card literally for cops is if they're scared and i was like if you are scared then you should like you should get your badge taken away i think that's not a hard thing if you if you cannot in the line of duty we are shipping 18 year old boys off to countries where people want to kill them and they still have to follow rules of escalation in 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 place where people want to kill them and we are letting people off who are with civilians kill mm-hmm, you. Are yeah. you, that just doesn't add up and you a grown ass man, lots of these cops in their thirties and you got 18 year old kids who can process like, okay, this, this may be a Brown kid in the middle. I mean, look, they've been fucking up too, but I think, you know, I, <laughs> we, they've been doing war crimes too, but at least there's, an attempt at a system in place where it seems like with cops, everyone just wants our hands off. They have a separate bill of rights so that they cannot be punished. Yeah. Yeah. But if a doctor trying to to save my life, fuck up, I could sue his pants off. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cops have the, they're given the power of God, like absolute power. They can kill you or not. And I can see why Trey Songz choked out a cop. I can see why. (laughs) <laughs> I need Trey Song's money because I need to be able to choke out a cop and be good. I mean, yeah, this, uh, it's it truly because you can do anything. And if even if you do the most heinous shit like uh, assault somebody who's in custody or murder someone, there's a trillion and one excuses they can make. And somehow you're like, that guy's on the street again? Yeah. What the fuck? And it's, it's for that reason People should be like, at the very least, if you're uncomfortable with the message, like, because in your mind, defunding the police, you can't nuance that enough to say we need a redistribution of resources to go towards the people rather than the oppressors and things like that. Do this thought exercise is, is it is a cop someone who can fi- like be protected by most dimensions of this law to get away with whatever they please? That's really another just start there. Maybe if you don't like that then you use that as your way into looking at the larger picture of what this all means. Well, if he, it's always so great having you on the show, man, where can, uh, where can people find you and follow you? Oh, you know, you can find me at if way on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if D's on Twitch, come through, we playing video games. What games are you playing? Uh, right now I've been playing a lot of destiny too. I'm going through the Yakuza series, which is super fun. Uh, and uh, you know, Warzone and Apex Legends. That's what you'll see when you come to see me. Nice. And is there a tweet or some of the work of social media you've been enjoying? Oh man, yeah. I, there was there's there was a real good one. I was uh, let me let me see it. I 
sent it and it cracked me up. I think I'll just uh, give a shout out to my friend Chloe Naylor, who I retweeted yesterday, which was the, uh, you know, the Godzilla versus Kong trailer came out and it's a picture of Godzilla with the phone. And then on the phone, it's from Godzilla and says, hello, ape. Hello, you stinky ape. Go eat a banana, you ugly. And then it cuts to <laughs> cuts to him being mad at Godzilla. Uh, <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, it cracks me up. Uh, and I and that should be the cause for the movie. Uh, that that trailer just like that's all anybody was talking about for a good two hours yesterday yeah. <laughs> or over the weekend. It's exactly what we needed. Just just let them fight. Just you know. Dumb. Yeah. yeah. Right. Miles, where can people find you? What's a tweet you've been enjoying? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Miles of Gray. Also, four twenty day fiance. Shout out to everybody who stopped by the the Twitch stream just for the shit talking. Uh, some tweets that I like. It's just one tweet from Amy Miller. Past guest, you know and love her. At Amy Miller. She tweets, I guess my main beef with Sex in the City is how they all wear strappy sandals around New York City and then come home and put their feet in the bed. Ugh. Which, yeah. like So gross. I wore sandals once in New York in the summer. Never again. Like, where I wasn't like going like had the luxury of going into a car, like walking the streets. Yeah. And then your feet are just like, you're like, what the fuck did I do? Yeah. Ugh. You look, your no. feet look like a chimney sweep after you've been walking around for, it's completely. Yeah. Even like, and... even with sandals, your shit, you have some like Lord of the Rings feet by the end. Oh yeah. Like yeah, somehow, yeah, yeah. like, cause I never understood. I'm like, how is it going over the soul? onto my foot like i'm wearing (laughs) there's something in between my foot impacting it obviously these little particles but still i just don't like it i don't like it (laughs) yeah keep your back Uh, a couple tweets i've been enjoying peach at peach on twitter tweeted the greatest american lies that people from every other country wish they lived here they don't uh that's just facts uh (laughs) adam Sirius tweeted please william nilliam is my father call me willy nilly uh, and then Riley at Good Post Riley tweeted, a lot of people get scared when they watch movies. Not me. I know the line at the start is just a logo. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes. Where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's episode. As well as the song we ride out on Miles. What are we riding into? Uh, oh, this I mean, you know the upon. power of the ride outs. We just want to put the focus of the ride out on none other than Ify Wadi Way, the artist FDs on Spotify. He's got a track <laughs> called Luxury. So for people okay. who don't know, you think, okay. you think these comedians don't know how to get on the mic and fuck it up? Uh, Put this in your fucking head right now. This is luxury by Ify. If, if what do you want to say about this track? You know, how, uh, did, how did? What were you feeling? Oh man, I was I, I was feeling this beat for sure. This is uh, by a cat named Connor Hedge, and it kind of came together like like I said before before we started recording but like if you haven't been paying attention a lot of like black comedians have started rapping and uh and i was definitely i've always wanted to rap so i was definitely getting into it and then my boy ira connected connected me with this guy connor hedge and he sent the beats and and it was one of those beats where you're like oh all right i'm already writing and then so i sent like i just did like my verse and i sent it to the homie and he's like a songwriter so i you know i was just getting his like thoughts and then he cut the second verse 
and then after that it was like oh this is it <laughs> this is it it, was, it just kind of came together naturally so yeah well blessings to you and to those who listen because yeah it's just it's really cool luxury if these let's go all right we are gonna ride out on that the daily zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. for more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app apple podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite shows that is gonna do it for this tuesday morning we are back this afternoon to tell you what's trending and we'll talk to you all then bye bye Life a luxury, full of luxury. Living life a luxury, living is a luxury. Why well, I never worry about these lame boys that come to me? Photogenic, popping in a business, and they loving me. Yeah, and they loving me. Used to give a fuck about how they would see me. Now I'm Warhawking, multicolor on the TV. It's the dream that it all starts. Do you feel me? When I bark, I'm the boss dog. Can you hear me? Only time I take a loss when they cheesing on me. Bounce right back, it ain't no beastin' on me Took a quick nap, they was sleepin' on me Now I'm in their dreams, 5D And we flexin', and we flexin' And my life is like a blessing, holy blessing Gotta thank my mom, said she pray for me Now a young nigga live a life of luxury Life of luxury